Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, everyone? We have a very special guest today, Rati D, a vocalist, composer, and a dreamer who aspires to bring vibrancy and love through music. Rati was born in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, which is known for its richness in art and culture. According to her mother, she could dance before she started walking. She started singing in church at age seven and was always in the choir through middle school and high school. She has a very successful singing career, and we would love to welcome her to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful. I'm so excited that you're on the show today. What inspired you to live a life that is centered in music and dance? Wow. Well... I wouldn't say it was really by choice or like I decided, I feel like it's something that was within me because my mom tells me even before I started walking, you know, when music would come on, I would just make the like dance to the rhythm before I could even walk. (laughs) So I would, I would say it was more like something that chose me. I just I love music, I love dance, and that's a great way of expressing myself. I'm not very good with public speaking, but I'm very happy to stand in front of like hundreds of people to share, you know, the music side of me. So yeah, it's the joy that music brings that inspires me to just you know, chase this dream. What was your childhood like and what influenced your interest in the arts? I'm the last of four kids, so My family says I was always my dad's favorite. (laughs) My dad loves collecting different kinds of music. So um, I feel like that's how I got exposed to different types of music because he would play Thomas Makfumo, he would play Mm. Chuniso Maire, Bob Marley, Steel Pulse, you know. So I feel like growing growing up in an environment where you know, you're surrounded by just that music all the time in the background, definitely shaped me into the person that I am and musician that I am. Mm -hmm. So I see the beautiful flag behind you, (laughs) repping our country. Um, I wanted to know um, what you do in terms of your artistry and how you share your culture within what you do. Okay, well, I, I'm a singer and songwriter, and I also play a Zimbabwean traditional instrument called the Enimbira. In as much as I create melodies uh, on the instrument, it's not just to create melodies. I'm also just trying to have that connection also with my ancestors, because as we all know, it's a very sacred instrument. So that's how I am trying to incorporate 
my culture in my music by playing the instrument and also singing in my vernacular language Shona and Debele to show who I am as a Zimbabwean. Where exactly mm-hmm. are you from in Zimbabwe? I'm from Bulawayo. Bulawayo. One, yes. One, two, three, Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm from Tenwald in Harare. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I didn't get to explore Harare as much. Mm. Uh, it was very busy, so I was always kind of intimidated to go in the city center. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but um, d- do you also have a family totem? Yes, my family totem is Bongachiwa, which mm-hmm. is a wild cat. Yes. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. I'm um, Mangwenya, the crocodile. Mm. Why do you think it's important for Zimbabweans, especially those that are living in the diaspora, uh, to find ways to give back to the community or share stories of our culture and what we do within our arts? That's a very good question, Handy. I feel like, you know, over the years, Zimbabwe has been seen through the eyes like of like poverty mm. and corruption and just people who are not very well developed. So for us who are out here, it's important for us to show people the other side of, of Zimbabwe, you know, like the, the honest side. Because for me, I try my best to be as honest as I can and as welcoming as I can. I always feel like Zimbabweans are very great at sharing mm-hmm. hospitality, making someone feel welcome. So I, I try my best to make sure that whenever someone comes over or just whenever someone interacts with me, they feel like they have my full attention and that if I'm that person who represents uh, Zimbabwe in that way, you know, it, I feel like it will change how people see Zimbabweans. You know, mm-hmm. it's not only the government, you know, that's going to shine at this point because, you know, the people of Zimbabwe are, are everything. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a, a big task to change people's minds about how they view Zimbabwe by sharing our talents and, mm-hmm. and who we are, yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Where, are you, where are you currently based in the States and how did you end up there? Okay, I'm based in Eugene, Oregon. My uncle and auntie, uh, Thomas Makfumu and my auntie, my auntie is my, like, my dad's sister. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting family story, but um, they live here in Eugene, Oregon. So when, when I came to the US, I, you know, I traveled with a band all around and, and then I would visit Eugene, Oregon in the, like when, when we had breaks from the tour. And I loved it, you know, the, the landscape is amazing. We were based in, in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time. So it's dry and hot. So when I came to Eugene, it was so fertile and so many trees and rivers around me. And I just felt like that was the place I wanted to be, but I couldn't stay because I was touring. Mm-hmm. But then it got to a point where I wasn't happy anymore with, you know, touring. And I just decided I wanted to start my own personal journey musically in Eugene, Oregon, because I felt like each time I visited and did get a chance to perform, people were so welcoming and open. 
and yeah that's that's kind of why i decided to come to Jing because people received my music very well here and they still do so i'm mm. really thankful for that <laughs> i have quite a an interesting story of myself um with uh sekuru thomas mafomo but <gasps> when i was a kid <laughs> we're not related but when i was a kid um I was at my cousin's school. Um, I was picked up from my crash and then we, we were going to pick up my cousin and he so happened to drive by, but you know, all of the kids, Oh, Thomas, blah, 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 blah. And um, he was just like, Oh, you know, he's bought ice cream for everyone. Oh. <laughs> so I just, just my memory of that. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, like just having that moment where you see someone you saw on tv and you listen to the music and then they just you know buy everybody ice cream so that was that was so sweet (laughs) so what was touring like for you um i know that a lot of people in the performing arts industry um, have opportunities to tour but what was that like for you um was it stressful um was it wonderful like what kind of experiences did you have on tour I had just came from Zimbabwe, so it was a big deal, you know, that I'm going to America. So I was so excited and, you know, I was just happy to meet new people, go to different venues to share. And the tough part was, you know, just being a bag lady, you always have to have your bags, mm-hmm. you know, you don't live, you don't stay in one city for too long, you don't get to you know, learn more about the friends that you make, you know, along the way because you're just up and leaving the next day after a performance. Um, That was really hard. But otherwise, you know, performing was always fun, you know, for me. Like, that's where I would get my adrenaline, even though, you know, you're so tired for, like, driving for maybe 16 hours from Las Vegas Mm. to New York, you know, like, you know. (laughs) And... Honestly, we didn't really have a great manager. Mm-hmm. So that made it even harder to enjoy the experience because sometimes we wouldn't get paid, you know, taken advantage of. So, ish, it, you know, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> that, you know, the fact that he wasn't a really good um, uh, manager, but then the performance, the adrenaline that I would feel on stage would kind of just kind of overshadow all of that. But then that's why I ended up deciding to leave because mm. it, was, it wasn't it was serving me as much as I thought it should have. Yeah. Mm. So my sister attended the uh, Zimbabwe Kids Art Camp, summer camp. Um, yes. What a brilliant idea, first of all. But how did you get involved with that? I know a lady by the name Kanuka Ichigamba. She's an amazing dancer. And her... that's my little baby. It's okay. I have one too who's probably <laughs> going to be doing the same. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So Kanuka Ichigamba is the one who told me about um, that initiative. And then I was approached by Tanyaraza Tavengwa, who is the president of that project. Mm. And you know, I feel like as Zimbabweans, when we know each other and, you know, the skills that we have, we kind of just find each other. Mm -hmm. So I think social media also helps, you know, when you put yourself out there and, you know, you definitely put it out there that, okay, I'm Zimbabwean and this is what I do. I I feel like that really helped because I kind of put myself out there. (laughs) 
What has becoming a mother taught you about life? <laughs> patience, 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 patience. And it's taught me that women are so amazing and powerful, honestly. Um, and it, it has taught me to have respect, you know, even more for my mom and all the mothers around. I feel like when I, you know, uh, when I had Oasis, it definitely made me more aware of how powerful we are as, you know, like, yeah, people, we are the ones who are bringing forth the, the generation. So there is so much power, you know, in that. Absolutely. So um, I feel like it has helped me also gain confidence in myself as a person that, you know, I am, I am somebody, I am, you know, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I felt the same way. I actually yeah. felt the same way, like the level of power that we don't necessarily know we have until we birth mm -hmm. something into this life. It's yeah. like, wow, you know, mm -hmm. but um, definitely I felt the same exact way. Mm -hmm. So I do have to ask, what is it like performing for you and just being in that space on stage? Well, I get very, very nervous. Like before I get on stage, like I, my stomach starts to run and I start to sweat and all of that. Uh, but once I get on stage and I take my deep breaths and um, I finally find myself in a space where I am aware that I'm a vessel in that mm -hmm. moment that is meant to just share my gift and share the positive light that I just feel like I was meant to do. Uh, I feel like it's, it's definitely uh, a task that I was given by our creator to, to share who I am through uh, not only who I am, but you know, the creator's greatness too. So it's bigger than just me being up there and just, you know, shaking what my mama gave me. It's mm -hmm. more just me wanting to, help people feel, help people reflect and help people remember that there is like, there is a possibility of, of joy, you know, in, in, in this life, because especially during these times, I feel like mm -hmm. it's really hard to connect to, you know, that side of being joyful and thankful. So a lot of my songs try to, you know, help people remember that it's important to be thankful and grateful and and present in the moment really <laughs> it, it's so. so wonderful that you say that because i often look at us artists as healers um yes. because we're very much spiritually in tune or if there's something there's a reason why we have this gift so i feel like you know in a sense we're healers too mm -hmm. others that are around us that want to feel and embrace what we have to offer so that's, that's that's really wonderful what you said at the same time you know it's a, it's an opportunity to heal ourselves as Absolutely. well because if we don't have that platform or that opportunity to give of who, like give who we are it definitely is a it's it's difficult you know to just keep your head up even um i remember uh, last weekend, I did a show for the first time in front of an audience, you know, mm. they organized it in a way where people were had tables six feet apart. Mm. And um, 
I could feel in the entire band that we were just like giving our all because it had been a while since we performed in front of people. It felt good to get that energy from the people. It was a really awesome exchange and financially it may not have been as rewarding as I desired because the numbers were so small. For my soul, I felt so good. So it's not only about just giving to people. It's also just letting myself express mm. myself so that I can, you know, feel good. Also, it's like filling my cup and I'll fill you, fill your cup. <laughs> yes. And it's wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful how you concluded with that, because I wanted to segue into self-care and, you know, mental health. Given our current times, because this year has been very, very interesting and, you know, we haven't had a chance to process <laughs> the level of things that have been happening. So I wanted to know how you practice self-care, how you take care of yourself. You're also a mom, so I know that there are a lot of things that you are juggling. So, you know, yeah. how have you been and how do you maintain self-care? Yeah, I just want to tell you like a little story before I say that. Yes. Uh, at like around February, you know, for you in Eugene, it, the coronavirus people were talking about it, but mm. then it wasn't as serious at that time. So I was so busy, handy. I remember traveling to Seattle. I went mm. to uh, uh, Portland. I was just trying, you know, Black History Month. So I, that was the busiest time that right. I've ever. It was really intense. And deep down inside of me, I was like, I've been manifesting all these opportunities, but then this is so overwhelming. In March, I am taking a break. I'm going to just take some steps back off of performing so that I can focus on my album. Mm. And then COVID happened in March. That's when everything was shut down. And I was like, okay, I need to be careful with my manifestations, you know, but then that was my way of wanting to take care of my mental health because I felt like I was so drained. I felt like I wasn't getting time to be a mom, you know? So in a way, I don't want to say I'm thankful that COVID happened, but then it did help me take a, a step back from performing so much. And um, I've been able to, you know, spend time with Oasis. I feel like, that on its own is healing, you know, to be able to interact with your child. Society has it that, you know, if you're working all the time, then you're, you know, like you're mm -hmm. an awesome mom, but being present in your child's life is also something that needs to be normalized. <laughs> I agree. You know? mm. So how have I been taking, how, it's not easy because in as much as I, I needed a break from performing, I still missed it. But I'm thankful for platforms like this, you know, that, you know, allowed me to, you know, do shows on Zoom. And then I have a very supportive partner as well who will, you know, take Oasis, you know, when I need maybe like to just take a nap <laughs> or, you know, when I need to go and meet, hang out with some friends or something like that or do a a bath you know in the room so i think that also helps you know having a great support system um yeah and i take i communicate with my family a lot in zimbabwe 
that definitely helps to keep me sane because you know we're not re i'm not really interacting a lot you know out here because of covid so if i'm able to talk to my dad back home and my friends and my siblings that definitely helps me to to center myself mm. what brings you joy nature mm. nature brings me joy and that's in in every form like you know family the sun unfortunately seasons are changing so <laughs> yeah i love being outdoors i love music i love listening to music different kinds of music and mm -hmm. also dance yeah dancing <laughs> brings me joy um, and food i love food, food. yes <laughs> i love food too <laughs> What are your aspirations in the future as a performer? I know that even COVID has brought opportunities for us as artists to think and um, plan. So are there any aspirations that you have? Um, well, for right now, it's mostly really to get my music, the album that I've been working on to, to go out there to the people. Um, I'm still yet to figure out when I drop the music. But, ah, wow, I want to be a bridge between America and Zimbabwe to help young girls to find their voice because I feel like I had challenges, you know, with speaking up or sharing who I am because I was so shy or, you know, I don't know how it is out for other people, but then for me, I was brought up in a community where you shouldn't try you know you should don't shine too much <laughs> you know don't shine too much you know keep it stay humble but mm -hmm. then i feel like that kind of takes away a lot of self-esteem because you're trying so hard to be in someone's shadow or not to step out so you know i've been doing workshops choral workshops uh with you know some young people out here but then the ultimate goal is to be able to have like a group of African-American girls and some Africans in Zimbabwe or just all over really who can do like a cultural exchange mm. where they can, you know, some girls from here can travel to Zimbabwe and, you know, learn some choral music from Zimbabwe, you know, and, and be that bridge to help girls have confidence because it's something that I'm still working on <laughs> right now. So imagine the, you know, young teen i feel like there's a lot of work in in that way what was it like during the wildfires on the west coast were you guys affected by that at all yes um about 11 miles from eugene oregon that's when that's where we there was like a really big fire and mm. you know it was so smoky even like our apartment you know you could you could smell the smoke so my lucky enough my partner has family about two hours away so we decided to go away um but then the moment we arrived there the smoke just accumulated in that area as well so it was really hard you know um just to hear about all the you know all the homes that were lost like mm. lost during the fires like all the people who lost their animals mm. and 
yeah, it was it was not an easy time at all. I I honestly didn't think it was going to go away. So, wow. but then we just you know we were all just praying for rain, and it finally came, and we we have clear skies now. <laughs> Wonderful, because that was just scary watching it from our end, <laughs> you know, on television. I'm like, what is happening? You know, mm. sometimes mm. you can't control nature, and then sometimes we have to realize that the things that we do can affect yes. what happens in the world. Mm. Mm. Right, right. That's true. Is there anything that impacted your life and changed your outlook on how you choose to live? I think just being separated from my home country definitely shook things up for me. Um, like I was saying, I was I, I was very sheltered. Mm. Um, but then, you know, after 23 years of living under my parents' roof, I finally, you know, I, I left and then I came across a lot of challenges where I had to make personal decisions, you know. Um, so I, I'd say being separated from my parents, that was like the biggest thing for me that made me feel like, you know what, I'm going to have to be a little more confident. I'm going to have to speak up a little bit more. I'm going to have to be a little more sure about this choice that I made to choose music. So, yeah, it definitely put me in that spot where I had to, prove to myself that I made a choice. So I have to, I have to step up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. What collaboration with another artist did you find the most inspiring? Oh, Kanye Thomas Mopumo. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that so far that's like the biggest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, just, you know, I grew up listening to Kanye in the home and I would just, you know, hold like, I would, my dad would give me like boxes of matches to use as shakers. Mm -hmm. And I would just play as, you know, the music played in the background. I'd try to do backing vocals. And I remember just daydreaming about it. Like, Daddy, one day I'm going to sing with Mkanya, you know, and it happened. So that's like a really yeah. big dream come true. That's wonderful. Your manifesting then, skills, though. You have to tell me your trick. <laughs> well, we have that power, girl. Mm -hmm. We just haven't really tapped into it much, you know, because, I don't know, society kind of makes it seem like we don't have that power, but we do. Mm -hmm. And then I've also collaborated with a lot of amazing musicians here in Eugene, you know, watching, um, I have some friends, Shania Davis, Samira Lobby. These are like beasts on the stage, you know. Nice. So, you know, working with them also just helped me, it challenged me as well, you know, into being better artists. And um, I did backing vocals for Bongo Love, um, like a, a few years, like, maybe like six years ago and you know that definitely helped me also just to step out of my comfort zone because mm. I was in an all-female acapella group before that like the first first time and you know when you're in a group you kind of blend in so you're not really forced to you know step out and show who you are so when I moved on to being with the band I was put in in like in in the spot to mm. kind of be like okay so what, what what do you have to share so that was a really great collaboration that helped me grow I love that I also believe that the creator will always put us in front of the things that we don't want to face but need to in order to grow and mature 
<laughs> so, you know, the things that you were saying you had challenges with or just gaining that confidence has just been put in front of you. And, yeah, you know, slowly but shortly, you're overcoming. I am. I sure am. And <laughs> I, I, I need to also just get to a point where I, you know, give myself a pat yes. because sometimes I feel like we don't, we don't celebrate ourselves enough, you know, but yeah, I've been through it. <laughs> I've been through it. And I'm here, still standing. <laughs> still standing. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy more, singing or dancing? Singing. Singing. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. With dancing, I feel like, like when I was younger, I was always like, you would always find me on the dance floor. <laughs> but then the older I, I got, I was surrounded by more like professional dancers. So it was kind of, you know, intimidating for me to dance because I was more like just, you know, freestyle and stuff. But then there's people who got the choreography down and all that stuff. And sometimes it made me feel some type of way or maybe their reactions to how Mm -hmm. I dance would, you know, make me feel like, ah. But then lately I've been just going online and looking up, um, dance classes so that I can feed that passion that I I had, you know, yes. when I was younger and just learn. I think learning will definitely help me to, you know, express myself better in that way. So mm. yeah, I, but singing, yes, that's that's I think that's that's my main instrument. Yes. So the one thing that I miss about being home are jacaranda trees and i wanted to know what do you miss about being home hey food andy <laughs> it's the food like i miss you know i feel like yes we i have access to cornmeal to make stanza mm-hmm. and stuff but then the taste is not the same even mm-hmm. with like the fruit the taste is not the same yama is all kind of different yeah, even like tomatoes, you you cut, it's not as, as juicy as mm-hmm. it, it is back home, unless you grow it in your own garden, right. you know. So I miss the food. I miss the community. You know, with, you know, being a mom, yeah. I think it helps to be around your aunties and the neighbors even, you know, to, hey, can you just watch her for a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. That kind of communal setup is definitely something that I long for, especially mm-hmm. now during COVID times. If I feel like if I was back home in Zimbabwe, there wouldn't be as much pressure, you know, with like watching my little girl, right. like she would be playing with her little cousins, you know? <laughs> That's what I miss. You yeah. know? That's what I, yeah. I, I, I long for my son is yes. just the idea that you can be outside all day and there's no concern of anyone kidnapping you or, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's always mm-hmm. eyes on the child at home. Mm-hmm. And if there mm-hmm. isn't, you don't have to worry, you know, as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 So that communal feeling. Mm, yeah. It's missing for sure. <laughs> yeah. So where can we follow your journey as an artist? And I know that you're saying you're working on music, but um, I would love to share any information that you have with our listeners about what you're doing and, you know, the music that you're going to put out in the future. So please share your Instagram and everything else that you can share with me. 
Okay, so people can find me on my website, which is ratied.com, and that's R-A-T-I-E-D.com. And on YouTube, I use rati.d. And on Instagram, it's the same, rati.d. But then I would just suggest, you know, that the website is the, is the best place. For to sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, you've shared so many wonderful things with me and I wish you the best. I wish your family the best. Um, and yes, <laughs> hope all thank is well for you. Thank you so much. I wish the same for you, Andy. And thank, thank you so you. much for creating an awesome platform, you know, for artists to share who they are. That's, yes. that's really something we need. <laughs> Absolutely. And hopefully in the future, we can meet in person. I'd love to come to one of your shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love your art too, Andy. You do such you. a great job. All the best with that. Thank you. All right. Take care. <laughs> take care, Andy. Bye-bye. Bye. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. Set your goals high and don't stop till you get there. Bo Jackson. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Peace, family. Have a good one.